Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. podcast. I'm Felix. And I'm Cass. And we're talking about Nightcrawler. Yes. My pick. Not your pick, my pick. Your pick, which came out in 2014, which this was the one that you had a poll for on our Instagram of mm-hmm. if it was going to be Insidious 2 or Nightcrawler, and everybody voted for Nightcrawler, which was probably a good move because this is a good movie for sure. Yeah. You know what's funny though? I actually did a little YouTube deep diving on Insidious movies. Uh-huh. And I learned like all the in and outs of like the first one, the second one, the third one. It's like time traveling, but they're all like interconnected. It was some weird shit. And then there's like that new one that's like the last key or something like that. Oh, you see, yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. So um I don't know if you guys did me a disservice to not doing Insidious 2, but also this movie is the shit. This um, is a good movie. Yeah, it's fucking great. Um, when we started like watching it, well, when I started watching it, um, I thought it was a different Jake Gyllenhaal movie. So I was like waiting for this specific scene that happens at the beginning of this other movie and nothing happened. And I was like, what? And then I realized I was thinking of the wrong movie. So there's that. Yeah, it's it's, it's very captivating. And also I love that it's, kind of like period correct um la like la like in the 90s or whatever like the 80s you know and they're coming out these huge like camcorders and like just people are like dressing up in a specific kind of way you know like everything's like period correct yeah i didn't i didn't really understand what period we were supposed to be in um maybe i wasn't paying attention to that yeah like before smartphones oh that makes sense yeah so um i guess a, a huge bonus or like a kind of like a good thing for me is kind of like i've gone to la so i like to see like you know all the scenes and they literally start the movie with like a bunch of locations of la like Mm -hmm. griffith observatory and like um like venice beach like van nuys like i love all that shit so um i guess i should preface this by saying that i literally you know, sometimes we watch movies and I don't know the people's name, like who they're portraying. portraying. So mm-hmm. like I actually wrote like his name is Louis Bloom. Yeah. And let me start off by saying that I've never been to L.A., but I am a huge Jake Gyllenhaal fan. I think he can do no wrong. I think whatever film he um, is in, he just kills the role. Like he always understands the assignment. He goes above and beyond. Um, there's certain parts of this film where... I think I stopped taking notes or rather um, I wanted to remind myself that like he is just such a good actor, like his facial expressions, his his tone, everything. I just think Jake Gyllenhaal can do no wrong. So, you know, he's an expert on L.A. stuff, apparently, even though we're not from there. Now I'm an expert, I would say, on Jake Gyllenhaal. So (laughs) I love all his movies like Donnie Darko. Oh, probably one of my favorite movies of all time. That other movie I'm talking about is called Enemy. And I think it also came out in 2014, just like Nightcrawler. So um, that's why I got it confused with one another. So, yeah, yeah, I'm just like looking up real quick. Like uh, he was in Jarhead and I thought that was a great fucking movie. Uh-huh. Um, He's in Brokeback Mountain. If you have not watched Brokeback Mountain, go watch Brokeback Mountain right now. Like don't even listen to us. Go watch Brokeback Mountain. Wow, what a film. What a film. Him and Heath Ledger, Kings. Prince of Persia. Yeah, you didn't know he was in Prince of Persia? Yeah, no, mm. but I, it's just, it's, throw, it's a throwback. 
Um, like I said, he can do no wrong. He bulks up for movies, then he like slims down. Um, I think he he does a really good job of, like I said, portraying whatever character he needs to. He yeah. was supposed to be, um, you know, very eerie in this film, and there were scenes where I, um, I was like uncomfortable. So like I know he was doing a great job, um, so yeah. All right, no, I d- definitely a, a lot of good roles. He could do no wrong. You're right. He can't. So. so, all right, let's get it to the fucking movie. So it it's literally they start the movie straight to the point. Like you you don't need any backstory. Like you don't get to know like any past or any like family or any of that. It's just like Jake Gyllenhaal trying to steal or like trespass and then he slunker punches like that guard mm-hmm. and then he ends up stealing a bunch of shit like manhole covers chain link fences like he's just trying to get by and he's like i remember in that scene in the junkyard where he's like trying to sell it to that guy and he's like all right i'll give you um this for a thousand this for 500 and how about 150 for that and he's like well let me counter offer on that and then he ends up like all right not for a thousand he's giving him like 75 cents yeah no like everything all together it's like, um, oh, I didn't get that. I understood that he was like, this is worth 75 cents. Yeah. This yeah. is worth 25 cents in total. You'll get like, I don't know, a little bit of money. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 75 cents, like per pound or whatever. Yeah. But I don't think he had that much stuff. I didn't know it was like in the thousands. Maybe mm-hmm. I missed that. Maybe I was not paying attention. Yeah. That's me though. But anyways, like that's not the, my point, but the point is like he gets rejected and he, he, he accepts like whatever money he gets. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like. Hey, um, are you looking to hire? I'm willing to, you know, I'm I'm willing to take this job. Any job that you got for me? And mm-hmm. he's like, Yeah, um, I'm not gonna give a job to a thief. Yeah, you know? yeah. I wrote that down too. And at this point, also, um, since it's the beginning of the film, you're still kind of like confused about Jake Gyllenhaal's character. His name is Lou, but you're confused about him. You're like, Is this just a guy who's like down on his luck and is doing what he needs? this moment to get by or is this guy like not all there like what's going on here and you're just kind of like confused um I almost like feel bad for him at one point when the guy kind of talks to him like that I'm like oh he was just kind of like trying to like see where he can go with things Mm -hmm. and as the movie progresses I'm just like oh no 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 so yeah yeah I mean you get like tall tale signs like immediately after this in that car accident scene and he's just like walking up to it. it's like his face has no emotion he's just like i think i can make this work this looks like a job well like this is before this is um he just sees it and pulls over so he hasn't filmed anything yet so no, no, no. Still... he sees the he sees the other crew the crew coming coming with cameras and he's like so how much do you make from this yes but before that he just pulls over by himself to see what's going on and mm. then the crew pulls over after him yeah and then when the cool pro when the when the crew pulls over he asks them after the fact of them recording while he's like standing there so at this point i'm not thinking that like he is like an evil person i'm thinking maybe he is like mentally not all there like maybe yeah. he has some kind of um mental disability that's not letting him process certain things. Um, and that's why he's just trying to pick up a job wherever he goes. Um, and then as the movie progresses, 
you see his progress, his progression as well as a person um, and all these other signs that kind of come up and we'll talk about them as they come up. But I feel at the beginning, he just seems like a lost puppy. Like he hasn't found his place. He's trying to figure out what's going on. When he pulls over, I actually thought that he was like just curious and like just didn't have like a mental capacity to know that like this was like a terrible event that was happening. And then when the when he sees the like the film crew come in, then he asks them. Um, so at first I'm still thinking like, oh, he's just not all there. I'm not thinking anything else. Yeah. Um, if you got these signs already, then maybe good for you because I was just like, oh, like this could be <laughs> anyone that just doesn't, doesn't really, I don't know, like someone on the spectrum or something that they yeah. don't always show emotions. They don't, um, you know, it's like they're, they're very different with like social interactions. And that's what I was thinking at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I had, I had very little thought, like deep thought. Um, I was just kind of going with the flow, like especially like when he, he's in Venice Beach and he steals that red bike so he could pawn it. Oh yeah, but that's after all this. During this yeah. scene, he starts telling the people like, "So, uh, can I get a job with you guys? Like, what do you do? Like, how do you do it? How do you pay?" And then he like they like kind of like write him off and are rude, and he very politely just like goes. He's like, "Oh, okay, thank you," and like smiles and like leaves. So that's why I was like, <laughs> "Oh, maybe he doesn't understand social interactions well," and that's why I thought he had you know something of particularly maybe being on the spectrum or something along those lines. Um, and then as the movie progresses, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. So um, then after this, this is another thing. After this, he starts exploring all the news channels and looking to see what channel the story's on. So once again, I'm thinking, oh, this guy's very awkward and he's not understanding what's going on. Mm-hmm. So then when he, when he does end up, you know, um, stealing the bike and stuff, that's when I'm like, oh, no, no, like this is this is a different story. Um, I do notice from the beginning he is very observant, very observant to everything going around on around him. Um, and then, yeah, this is when you see him steal the bike and then he's like, oh, I want this much for it. And then the guy counter offers and he counter offers back and he's like, I'll trade you the bike um, because I want some equipment like from your shop, like a police scanner and a camera. So. And then after this, this is still once again when I'm like still on the fence of like what's going on in his head because then he just starts filming random events that have nothing to do with anything and getting in people's faces. So I'm like, you don't understand boundaries, the the norms of society that should be followed, which is fine. Not everybody does, but that's why I'm just like, oh, this is very awkward. But then the way he had just like sold the bike after he like like stole it. And I don't know. I was like very confused, conflicted about what to feel about his character still. Um, So, yeah. And then, oh, this is like when he finally goes to um, he's um, listening to the scanner and going to all these random um, places because he doesn't know the codes yet of what anything means. Finally, he follows like he gets to a a scene and follows the other like videographer and is kind of listening to like his convo on the phone about what he filmed and how much he's willing to sell for so now I feel like he's getting more of an idea of what this kind of profession is like and what it entails yeah no I I definitely wrote he's a schemer he knows how to scheme and and just like get by I mean this guy's like hustling to, to study all these like police scanner codes and he's like writing that shit down and like memorizing yeah. it. So 
yeah, and then this is also when like finally um, his video does get aired mm-hmm. before he looks up the police codes. He gets one video aired um, and he saves his video that was aired because I guess it like it means a lot to him, you know. Um, this is still you think it means a lot to him and stuff, so he saves it. <laughs> um, and then he goes to like interview Rick, which is this guy that ends up working with him. And I am so uneasy during this entire interview. Like, he's finessing the shit out of it, but Mm -hmm. it makes me uneasy knowing what I know from the beginning of the film. Yeah. And the way he lies and his charm and stuff like that, it just makes me uneasy. So that's what I wrote there. I was like, oh, this is a little awkward. Yeah. I love how... um he he's just like trying to portray this as like this company, you know. Yeah, a and, company. And uh, you know, we're expanding on new endeavors that require, you know, late night shifts. And I'm just like, sir, you're you have a camcorder and you you drive like a Toyota. Like you're not. Yeah. Even, you know. But I will say that like he finesses his way through kind of everything in this film, from beginning to end. He just finesses himself, like out of bad situations into better ones like it's it's crazy um but yeah he's just like finessing this whole entire job that doesn't really exist like oh the last guy left we're like upsizing the company and i'm like what company sir (laughs) you you are the company let me get your llc name you know i'm like so um and then he's just listening to this radio all day with rick in the car rick's like i'm gonna go get water I'm going to do this. And they're just like listening to this radio all day. Yeah. And then they go to that family shooting, right? No, they go to a fire. Oh, really? Yeah. They go to a fire. Mm. Um, and he's driving like an entire crazy person. And right before he starts driving, he puts his hair in this little like man bun. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, sport mode. Sport mode. <laughs> Got to drive fast. Um, and then this is where he says something to Rick that he's like, do you know what fear stands for? False evidence appearing real. And I was like, whoa, like homie just came up with that shit right on the spot. Like I said, he just finesses everything. Yeah. Finesses every single thing that's going on. So, um, so yeah, then he gets to this scene, which I think it's not. Oh, it might be the shooting that you're talking about now. Yeah, he sneaks into the house. Yeah, where I'm just like, sir, sir, you are disrupting an entire ass crime scene. Like yeah. a whole ass fucking crime scene. Yeah. He's sir. Too, he just, he, he. there's like, okay, I, I literally have like a few notes on this where I'm just like, there's just something about him like just going the extra mile. Should he? That's questionable. My, my next note literally says he's very passionate, but it is almost a bit frightening. Yeah. Which is how I describe him yeah. from the beginning until now. And then he just, he fucking kicks shit into hyper gear. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you see him saving his packages every time his piece is already aired. And by packages, I mean like whatever's filmed, um, whatever's played on the, the on news. the news. Yeah. That's yeah. what they're called. Packages. Yeah. Um, and like, honestly, he's on a roll at this point. There's so much that he, they don't even show us in the film because he's getting all this video. Yeah, they, yeah, they uh, they like fast forward 
but they don't fast forward. They show you in that that package thing you're talking about. It's like we go from having two videos to like having like eight, and he's yeah. adding like another. Yeah, those one. are all the different like packages yeah. that he's like that have yeah. aired that he's cre- created yeah. or not created, but um, that his <laughs> videos have appeared in. Um, and and it's just like going, like going, going, going. So he has a bunch at this point. And then I think the next thing I wrote down was like, oh damn, he gets a fresh ass new car. Fresh ass new fucking yeah. car. Tricked out Dodge Challenger. It was fucking beautiful. GPS. Stunning. Scanners. The whole gas spill comment was when I knew that this guy has just been manipulate, manipulating everybody from the beginning of the film until now, including my dumb ass. He was manipulating me. When he makes that comment to Rick that he's like, Rick, um, you see, this is all about communication and you spilled some gas on my car and that's going to like back and deteriorate the paint if I didn't clean it. And therefore, if you do that again, we're going to have like problems and I'm going to have to do something. And I was like, whoa, my dude, <laughs> like let's, let's tone it down a little bit. Um, now, you know, he hears stuff on the radio and mm. he's hauling ass, right? Yeah. Um, this is when he goes to this like car accident that he hears about. Yeah. They're five blocks away. Yeah. Uh, Rick is like, Oh, just make a Yui and we'll get there like in like five, five minutes yeah. or whatever. My question is how in the fucking world has he not gotten a ticket with this reckless ass fucking driving? Like he is driving like a maniac from, from this point in the film, actually probably like prior to this point until the end of the film, this motherfucker takes at least like 10 red lights, like ignores stop signs. He is fucking hauling ass. And apparently even though he's heading to crime scenes, not a cop in sight seems to be like realizing that he's going 120 and a 40. Nope. Nope. That's not their issue, clearly. Like, I was like, this guy should have gotten got just by, like, speeding very easily. But he, no, no, no. No, no, no. He must have some scanner in his, his Dodge Challenger because that motherfucker has, like, six scanners, GPS, and he probably has, like, a ca- una cafetera atrás. He might. He might, honestly. Actually, he probably wouldn't because um, he probably doesn't know what a cafetera is. But, you know, it is what it is. Then this is when he gets to this new ass fucking crime scene. The cops are not even there yet. The cops are not even here. He's asking some random guy that's trying to talk to the police, like what's going on. And then he sees that the body has been ejected from the car in this accident. But you see, the thing is totally (laughs) a normal problem that where the body is positioned is just not a good enough shot for him. He's like, no, this is not what I want. This is not like the perfect angle. I don't like the way the sun, not the sun. I don't want like the way the <laughs> lights are hitting this dead body. So he has to move it. Understandable. Totally. What the fuck? Like he just like moves the body and then he's like, yes, yes, yes. The this, perfect shot. Give I'm it like, to me, baby. Yes. I'm mm. like, sir, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, I just wrote fucking wild. He also has a new camera at this point, though, which is like, you know, not a surprise because we've already seen his new car and his new police scanner and all that stuff. And then, so like I said, as the movie progresses, you see more and more that it is not that he is like a socially awkward dude. It is clearly something else. Because like I said, he's already like told this guy about like the gas spill. That was a red flag. Um, he moved a whole body to get a better shot, also a red flag. And now he goes to turn it into this like lady to turn in like the video. And she's like, you have 
blood on the front of your shirt. And he's like, oh, I didn't notice. And he just keeps talking. Talking like if someone was like, hey, you spilled some some coffee on you. And then he keeps talking. She's like, you also have blood on the side. He's like, oh, didn't notice that one either. I was like, sir, what the fuck? <laughs> this whole episode is just me saying, sir, what the fuck? Clearly. <laughs> super unfazed. Unfazed. That, like like I said, it was like, oh, you, you dropped some coffee on your shirt. Like super cash. She's like, oh, there must be some blood on my shirt. Mm-hmm. Fuck mm-hmm. if I know. No biggie. And then the way he asks her out. Oh, oh my God. I wanted to die. (laughs) I was like, please turn this movie off. I can't. It was. Oh, I. uh, Oh, I can't. It was cringe. It was cringe from beginning to end. Um, Very, very. And then you think it's over, but it gets worse at the restaurant. Oh, yeah. But before, before. Before they get to the restaurant, I think, right? Yeah, this yeah. Is before they get to the restaurant. Yeah. Um, he talks to one of the guys from like the the other, other film. Station. Yeah, the other. Yeah. Well, Ooh. I don't think he's hired by the station. No, he's not. But he's, he's a nightcrawler. Like, yeah, and yeah. that's when you hear the term. That yes. it's like the term for this kind of line of work of you know just following, um, I guess, you know, police uh, signal not signals. Would they be called signals? Like listening to the police scanner Scanners. and yeah. yeah. And shoot accidents for news stations. I just feel, look, I, I legit, I'm glad that you brought it up because I legit wrote down the time. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are listening and you want to, you know, skip forward to where he says it, it's legit in minute 45, nine seconds. The oh. other guy who, you know, shoots accidents, he's like, I've been night crawling for 14 years. Yeah, he does say that. And yeah. then um, this was my favorite part when like uh, Lou, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, like he's like, no. I don't want your job. I'm fine. <laughs> I like this. And like the guy's like, yo, like what the fuck? Like giving him mad attitude. And he's Shit, like, bro. yeah. And he's like, <laughs> like super calmly. Jake Gyllenhaal's like, I feel like grabbing you by your ears right now and yelling, I'm not fucking interested in your face. And I was like, <laughs> oh, this is what we got on our hands. Like super calm, super like, and he's like, have a good night. And like just leaves. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, cool. Um, that was, that was probably one of my favorite moments because like, I could see it. I was just like, Oh, oh. and I, I laughed at this point, which most of the rest of the movie, it's a great film, but I think the eeriness that Jake Gyllenhaal portrays and he does it so well, you know, makes the film a little bit uncomfy throughout. But at this point I did laugh. I actually like started laughing out loud. Yeah. Um, and now I write that the Mexican restaurant scene is so eerie and so hard to watch. Mm. I do believe this is probably the hardest scene for me to watch. It was, <laughs> it was uncomfy. Can you just imagine the actors and the actresses like on set when they're just listening to all this shit? <laughs> like, it's like, hey, you got to be serious for this. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, he's going to be saying these things to you. And then yeah. Nina, Nina, I don't know her real name, but yeah. Nina... She just must be like, okay, uh huh. My lowest rated station, and the next month I'll be, <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like the she must yeah. be like have such a straight face for this, as an actress to just take it all in, you know. At this point, actually, from the the Mexico, I like moved out of the frame of the mic. I'm back. Um, from the Mexican restaurant scene into the next scene, is just like. Jake Gyllenhaal acting Hall of Fame. 
that that is all. Because then after this is when he like loses his shit and he like breaks the mirror. Mm-hmm. And he's like yelling and like his eyes are are just they're bugging out like what great acting. And now that you're like brought up like, oh, um, the other actress. Right. Like I can't imagine like the amount of talent you have to have for like, you know, them to be like, all right, so you're just going to yell into this mirror. Like I'm sure the directions just say like yell like a, like a maniac and break the mirror. And yeah. he just was like, okay, got it. No, I understood. And does such a legit great job. This, yeah. This shit looks like I, I actually wrote down that it right. It kind of reminds me of the Joker mm-hmm. with like the use of the like lighting and the facial close up, uh-huh. and then like just the unhinged nature yeah. of the scene, you know, like there's a little bit of an eerie music in the background of it, yeah. but you don't really like pay attention to that. You just, you're all visual. Yeah. But every, like every cue, every lighting, like it just plays into that and you're just like, whoa, yeah. am I losing my mind too? He just, he does such a great job. I don't, and I know he lost weight for this film. Um, and I think it adds to the eeriness. I think he's like an actor. I think Jake Gyllenhaal's an excellent looking man. What Let do me call just it? like method acting. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I think he's an excellent looking man. He's very good looking in my opinion. You know, we can all beg to differ. Um, but when he loses weight, I feel like he has very like like large eyes. He has large eyes. They're very blue. And when he loses weight, they tend to like the rest of his face tends to look like more sunken in. So his eyes like stick out even more. Um, and I think they made him lose weight for this role. And then in that scene when he yells and like, it's just like eyes, like all you see are like his <laughs> eyes kind of like bugging out. And I was like, wow, this is, this is fantastic. Um, so he's upset. And I think he gets upset because he starts getting to the other places like late or something. And the other guys, the, the other um, like film company is like, oh, you're too late, blah, blah, blah. Nothing for you to see here. Yeah. So he is getting frustrated. Yeah. Especially because they actually hired another van with that same guy. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I'm here catching this. And, and then my else. other boy is like down by Van Nuys catching Yeah, that. exactly, exactly. Like telling so then, him like, like spitting in his face almost. Like you didn't take up my offer, but that doesn't mean that somebody else, you know, wouldn't. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, well, I'm going to go fuck with their van. Yeah. Because it, fuck you. Yeah, it looks like he cut the, cut the brakes. And uh, in my notes, it literally says he gives no fucks. <laughs> that is what I wrote down. Fresh out. <laughs> Fresh out of fucks to give. No Amazon to order. And he just like messed with the competition so that now he can get everything to himself. You know, that is his goal. Yeah. Um. So... Like he purposely waits for them to get in a car accident, and yeah, then he's to be like, there. "Yeah, to be there and film them." And then Rick is like so oblivious, like he's like, "Oh my god, this is the other film company." Towards the end of the film, like Rick is just such a relatable character, like he's just like, <laughs> "Oh my god, oh my fucking god, oh my god!" Like and I'm like, "Yeah, same. I don't know what's going on, Rick." Um, yeah, he does it on purpose, clearly, and then he gets to, you know, be the first one to get the footage. And when they're like. Uh, rolling the guy off in the cart, like the way he's looking at him is like, he's like, I know, I know you did this pretty much. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then the next kind of moment after, you know, the whole crash of, um, of the other video com- 
company, I guess. I guess that's what I would call him. Um, is when he hears about like the active shooter in the house and is legit on the scene while there are still active shooters. He he is on the scene. He has to like hide in the bushes because like holy fucking shit, these yeah. people are still shooting. Yeah. Then this you know, giant mansion like in the hills. Yeah, beautiful house, beautiful yeah. house. So many so many glass windows, yeah. lovely. And then he goes in the fucking house. Once again, sir, this is such an active crime scene. Like the last active crime scene, not the one of the car accident, because that one's kind of clear what happens. Yeah. But the other one that was like a shooting um, at a house, yeah. at least the police had like closed off the area. They had probably gotten some evidence, maybe not all of it. But like, dude, what in the actual fuck? The cops have not showed up that yet. Like, oh my God, like there's so much evidence that you are tampering with just by stepping foot in this house that it's giving me anxiety. Like I was just anxious at like the fact that I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. He did, but Again, he's already fresh out of fucks. Apparently. Yeah. And, and he, like... He, but also, he, he gets so into everybody's face. You yeah. Know? I'm like, these people, hey, sir, they're fucking dead. And like, you are real up close and personal. And he's just like, like, here what got me is that he's not disturbed by the fact that they're dead. He's not shocked. He's not in awe. He is at peace with the world yeah, <laughs> while recording to, this whole entire dead ass family. Yeah, no, to him, it's it's like, it's art. It's fucking art. It's he's, art. He's, he's, or he's playing a video game. Just like, you know? Oh, okay. And then, man, but that scene where he's like going up close into the, the baby's room. That was with like. With the lullaby. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. Which oh, I would like no. to say that like at the end of this film, like what the fuck happens to this baby? Because oh, there's yeah, the no dead there. baby. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, the baby, like there should be a baby in the house, but it's just not here. But it's not dead. But it's not alive. So like what? What happened to this baby? I want to know. I got questions. Hashtag, where's the baby? Where's the baby? Not the baby, but you know, the baby. Yeah. Hashtag, where's the baby? Nightcrawler. Exactly. Nightcrawler. Hashtag. Um, You sound like that skit from SNL where it's like, hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. Hashtag, hashtag. I don't know if it's SNL or if it's like Jimmy Fallon actually, but you get me. Um, L. Then he just... He brings in this footage um, to the lady, to Nina, and like she's like, oh, let's play it and see what he has. And it's literally wild as fuck. Like, they don't even show you as much when he's recording it, but when they show you like the actual tape that he took, I'm like, oh my God. Everybody in that room is like disturbed. Except her and him. But Nina and him are just like, they're like, chef's kiss. We've got it. Yes. My ratings are going to go up. Yeah. Money, money, money. And then he's like trying to negotiate with her about like how much this was so awkward. Oh my God. The last (laughs) thing he says in that negotiation is like, if I want to say, if I want to go, I want to fuck this way, we're going to fuck this way. Well, he was just like, so y'all fucked. Well, he made a comment that was like, oh, like he's just going in about, you know, I want more money. And then um, he's just like, oh, um, I forgot how he said it because he didn't say like, oh, you fucked me or whatever. He was just like, oh, when I want certain things done um, sexually, then you should be achieving them and not questioning me or whatever, like not doing what I ask. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, he, uh, he starts professionally like, hey, this is worth this much. I have all these other people that I could call right now. Mm-hmm. And if I ever ask you to do something in the bed and you don't do it, you better fucking do it. 
Yeah, but he doesn't say the F word, number one. Yeah, and, he and never, number two, he never curses. Number two, he is calm, cool, and collected. Like he's talking about what's, what we're having for dinner, okay? Like his voice does not get higher, it does not get lower, he does not have a upset face. He's just like, mm, this is these are just the facts that I'm stating. Yeah. Um and then this is when he's like, and when it gets published, I need it to I need everyone to know that um video production news, his fake ass company that he just came up with a name for, okay? <laughs> he's like, Oh, we're the ones that recorded it. I want our name to be mentioned when this like footage is aired. I want you to tell like the two main anchors that like I'm the one that um owns this company and introduce me to them. And like Homegirl literally like lays down and does what he does does what he says pretty much. She's like, oh, by the way, look, this is Lou. He's from Video Production News. He's where we've been getting our footage from. I'm like, if someone were to tell me shit like that, I'd be like, hey, baby boy, fall in line. Like, get the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, oh, someone else will pay me more. Okay, then go have someone else pay you more. No one else was going to air footage like that. That was the lie. Like, he knew he was lying. You think so? Yeah, of course. Hmm. Because I think that she was just as bold as him. And then the other stations aired it once it had been aired on their station, pretty much. Kind of giving them like a go. But I think that before that, the other like, uh, I don't know if he's like a producer. He's like, this shouldn't be aired because it's so graphic, like due to the graphic nature. And I think that that's probably what other companies would have thought as well. Um, but I anyways. I think, I think Nina makes it clear from the very beginning like there's a specific agenda mm-hmm. that they all have to like hit but she's always like dodging things like oh it can't be racial or like you know it has to be an affluent neighborhood so when this thing happens like in the richest neighborhood mm-hmm. with like obviously white people yeah because they're you know that's what he filmed mm-hmm. and i don't know i feel like the agenda that she specified early on in the movie and then now it's happening so late in the game where she's already like committed to him. I yeah. feel like it's not just them. It's like probably I'm but, sure they I'm sure they would have cut out pieces, like bits and pieces of it if any other station would have gotten yeah. it. But but I think that it's her agenda. And I think that while he is more manipulative than her, she is also a manipulative person because then they even tell her, Hey, this wasn't a home invasion. This was a drug bust. And she's like, That's not part of my plan. I'm not saying it's a drug bust right now. I'll say it later. So like I feel like the other news stations are just kind of like throwing what they can out there. Mm-hmm. But like the way that he's painted this perfect picture for her, um, it's like, this is what I want, you know? Um, okay, I see it. So yeah, I think that she just, sense. she wanted her ratings to go up. She Like that's what he's saying. He's like, you're not like a, a new station that's viewed pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So like the other ones are just reporting normal things, but she's probably over here like, well, if I portray that like we're getting this stuff happening in white neighborhoods, like the people that are in these rich ass neighborhoods are going to be so concerned that they're going to turn tune into our station to be like, is this person going to get caught? And that's why when they play this, she like coaches the anchors on saying like, oh, like hype up that if there's going to be a dead baby in the crib. Yeah. Oh, look, no, there's Driving not. Home. Yeah. Keep saying that like, um, repeat it. yeah, she's like, repeat that. Um, that the person that the people haven't been like captured that we don't know who it is like all this stuff the because- baby got honked what hmm? okay <laughs> <laughs> oof oof um, and then the cops come in or the de- detectives oh FBI? to his house to his house to mm-hmm. his house okay yeah yeah um yeah they come in yeah asking for a copy 
And then he's also yes. being cringe as fuck. Yes, he is. Um, he's like, why would you guys need it? Oh, actually, I've already made a copy for you. It's like, yeah, he's uh, being very like, um, very cringe. Another comment I made, which kind of goes back to what I was saying before, but like, I'm shocked that this would air even in the real world. That's why I'm basing it off that. Like, they wouldn't air stuff that's as bloody as this on today's news stations. Maybe. I don't think they would show like, hey, we're just going to like blur this out. But here's like a dead body that's been shot at and we don't really know who it is. And the cops haven't really been on the scene. But here it is. I think I think the main premise would be that the cops hadn't been there. But if it's like some shit that's like, I don't know, Iraq or Afghanistan, like I feel but like they CNN, don't show that on the news. I feel like that's CNN. CNN. This is a local news station. I'm not going to turn uh, on channel seven WSVN here in Miami. And like, they're going to show me if they show me a body that's been shot at, they'll show me like a covered figure in the middle of the street. They're not mm. showing me gunshot wounds. They're not showing me blood. They're not showing me any of this. All right. So that's why I was like, this is, this is kind of like a little bit too much in my opinion. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and I don't watch the news often because, honestly, the news scares the fuck out of me. But even when I do, I never seen shit like this, okay? <laughs> so, like, you got to go Google this kind of footage. Um, yeah, so then he's also lying about not having more footage because and, he like, has the scenes. the faces. Yeah, and... he's like, I don't know the faces. I couldn't get a clear, like, look at them. Like, sir, you have footage with their faces, with their car, with their license plate. Like, you're lying. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and then my, this is my favorite part where he's like researching and he gets something done and he high fives himself. He does a little self high five. I like replayed it like three times to watch him high five himself because I was like, there's no way he just did that. But there was a way he did it. Um, and then he talks about promoting Rick and Rick is literally like, all I want is a raise. Like poor Rick is just like, I just want a raise. I would just like some more money, sir. Bro, he's making $30 a night. <laughs> I know, I know. And then he's like, um, <laughs> he asked for a raise after hearing him say like, oh, the reward to mm-hmm. call it in, it's like 50000 uh-huh. And he's like, all right, well, um, so make me an offer, right? So Rick is like, uh, 75 a night. Yeah. And then like time goes on, he's like, it's like damn, I could have gotten more. He's like, I? absolutely. It's like, Absolutely. <laughs> and then this is, be- well, this Negotiations is- Negotiations be- are over. This is before- <laughs> This is before he talks about the reward for these two men and that there's a reward out for them. And then he tells he tells Rick, like, oh, by the way, like the reward is like, I don't know, like fifty thousand dollars or something. And Rick is like, well, what? Then I want some of that, too. And he's like, I just gave you a raise. And he's like, this is a bonus. <laughs> and he's like, you get bonuses at, at the, the end, end of the, the year. year. And then he's like, I deserve half of the reward. And he's like, how did I you get know. to that number? And he's like, there's two of us. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like Rick is just like, he really, he, he's funny. He's the comedic relief for a while. Yeah. Um, so they're just doing this little awkward, um, back and forth in the car. And then they're just like, they're following like the murderer. Like they get to his house then he gets in the car and he leaves. And this is when Rick is like, they're going to see us. We're in a red fucking car. And I was like, it's so true. You're like in a brand new red car. Like this car is red you're not in like a little black car where it's like oh i'm trying to be hidden like no 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 it's red with white stripes yeah exactly i'm like you stand out like a dart like straight facts rick straight facts no printer and then this is when like they um 
oh, they keep following, and then the guys end up at, like, this food place? Yeah, like a restaurant, yeah, like an in and out I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's Some, like a little, like, it looks like a fast food, like, um, locally owned kind of yeah. little joint. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, this is when Lou calls the cops, and he's mm-hmm. just like, they're here. Yeah. That's some and, weird and thing. It looks like they have a gun. And then... Hangs up. He's like, yeah. I gotta go. Bye. Got a blast. Got a blast. And then he's like, Rick, get off the car. I want you to, to record it from that angle. And Rick's like, fuck that. I'm not getting off the car. <laughs> Rick is like, what the fuck? And he's like, get off the fucking car. And then... I don't understand what happened here. Like, were the cops trying to, like, finesse the situation? Because they did a really bad job. It was just not a good look. I think because... Um, Lou had made such a generalized statement uh-huh. where it's like, oh, there's two Hispanic guys uh-huh. sitting down. One of them's like chubby and then the other one's just like, it looks like he has a gun. Mm-hmm. So I think the cops just had to like scope out the place yeah. first. They did a bad job. They did a horrible job. Yeah. <laughs> but then, um, you know, obviously if somebody's armed, then they sh- they have to wait for backup, mm. you know? But again, they did a horrible job. They just like went in there like they were going to order pizza, but then like stood around. So it looked awkward and there was two and then two more came in. And that's when homeboy was like, nah, I'm shooting these fucking cops. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then they should have sh- had a perimeter and, you know, waited till they left. Yeah. To, to probably get them out of the restaurant. But, you know. Yeah. And then it's just like, yo, like they shot these cops and dipped. Yeah. On well, one, one dipped. Where'd the other guy go? He died. Oh, that's right. That's right. He dies inside. He gets shot. Yeah. The other one of the gets in the car and starts rolling out. Mm -hmm. And um, And there's that crazy chase scene. Yeah. And homie just gives zero fucks. By homie, I mean Lou. Zero fucks. He just wants like the footage. That's it. Yeah. He's like running red lights. Yeah. He's wild that he's following the cops. Yeah. Wild. The cops is following obviously the, the killer. Yeah. And then he's following the cops. And then he's like dodging cars. Get it? Yeah. Dodging. Dodge. Oh, because he's in a dodge. dodge. Got it. No, got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, so then this like <laughs> car comes out of nowhere and <laughs> it, it, it hits the cop car and the cop car flips. But does that Lou? Lou says, this is not my issue. And he keeps going. Mm-hmm. Which also, I didn't know that Lou was like a fucking NASCAR driver because literally he is the best driver in this whole film. Like I said, has never gotten a ticket, doesn't get stopped for anything. And now he's just, you know, better than the cops at a chase. Okay. Anyways, now there's a new cop car that pops up in front of the, I think he's driving an Escalade. The killer? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It pops up in front of the Escalade. And then all of a sudden, the cop car flips. And then the vehicle flips. Yeah. And, and they both pop off. Yeah. And then I'm like, how did Lou not hit anyone? The scene ends. The chase. Well, there's still stuff going on. But the chase scene ends. And Lou's car, perfect condition. Not a scratch. Just dodged everything. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and then, he's like, he's... <laughs> Okay, okay, go, go, go. Why are you laughing? Because you're just like... (sighs) Okay, so he dodges the cars. Oh, no, not again. (laughs) Guys, he dodges the cars, okay? In his dodge. Yes. Okay? 
Yes. I need everyone to to just like comment ha ha. Okay. I need ha. you all to laugh. Yeah. Um then he he looks like Lou looks in the car mm-hmm. and like he's just like, Oh, this guy's dead. Yeah. Rick, go videotape him. And was the guy dead? No, because he fucking shoots Rick. He got honk honked. That's so fucked up, though. I mean, he was homeless. This dude's earning $30 yeah. a night, and he just gets killed off by his employer. And he knew. He knew that the guy was armed, and he told Rick to stand in front of him and just videotaped Rick getting shot also. And then, like... He's, he's psychotic, man. I mean, at this point, he has, like, no emotional response. Yeah. And then he's, like, he tells Rick, like, oh, well, you were trying to bargain with me, and, like, this is not... This is the first time you bargain. It won't be the last. Like, <laughs> sucks to suck, bro. But, like, maybe you could have just fired Rick. Oh, no, but Rick was was blackmailing him. Mm-hmm. Rick was like, you fire me? Like, I'm going to the cops with this yeah, shit. I'll do shit. So, which, I mean, he had the right to do, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he just records everything. And then the cops get there um, and they shoot the guy. And um, Lou's only, you know, response to Rick dying is, well, got to take this camera he has on him. So he takes the camera, he dips. Yeah. The fact that the cops are not like, hi, who are you, random stranger at this fucking crime scene is wild to me as well. But whatever, I digress. And then he just shows up and he tells the news director lady, like, look at off this footage. And she is also off her fucking rocker. Like, she's lost it as well. Yeah. She's like, wow, I love all this footage of dead people. Yeah. Like, bitch, you wildin'. And he's just like... Then the the detectives show up again, and she's like, I'm airing this footage. I don't care. And then they, like, interview Lou, and Lou's like, I have nothing to do with this. Yeah. Not my problem. And she calls him out, and all this bullshit. Yeah. She's like, I don't believe a goddamn fucking word you're saying. Yeah, but then he's free to go. Yeah. So it doesn't fucking matter. I think, <clears throat> I know it's like a fucked up quote, but I think this is like the quote of the movie, mm-hmm. where he's like, I like to say that if you see me, I'm filming the worst day of your life. Yeah. And I think like that damn, was good. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, homie's free to go, and then he ends up with a whole team and two vans. Yeah. And VPN man, video production network. Yeah. I mean news. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Video production news, and and he's he just that's it. So the moral of the story is, you have to like grind. To. To make it right. Okay. If. If that's what you took away from this story. Now you got a scheme. All right, listen, Rick Ross. <laughs> I need you to calm down. No, nah, I'm just messing. Okay. Yeah. No, nah, but this is, this is a good fucking good, movie. Good, good movie. Yeah. Good movie. Rewatchability, I think it's up there. It's okay. I think you got to be in the right, like, headspace to rewatch it. Like, you got to be like, oh, okay. Like, it's good, it's good, but you just got to pay attention. It's a dark movie. You know, it's okay. good, though. Let's say, let's say we were to... Round up the last five that we've done, uh-huh. right? In terms of rewatchability, right? Like mm-hmm. 50-50, Conjuring, Joker, Insidious, and this one. 50-50 is number one. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 50-50? Um, yeah, I think 50-50 is the Wait. most rewatchable. 50-50, Conjuring. Joker. Joker. Insidious. Insidious. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. I think Insidious I, is like the last one. No, I think it's 50-50. Oh, the Joker's the last rewatchability. I think it's Conjuring. Uh-huh. I think it's Insidious. Mm-hmm. 
then this one. Really? And then Joker. Really? Hmm. Because I think, like, um, this one and uh, Joker, which I'll talk about it now in a minute, but, like, I think they have, like, more serious topics. Um, Like, I think, like, this guy's a psychopath, and I'll talk about that in, like, a minute. But, um, and Joker is, is very heavy because it all, these two seem more real and hard hitting and 50 50 also seems real because it has to do with like cancer but it's it's more lighthearted and it shows a story of like friendship and love and all this stuff that's just night and Um, day compared to these two then the conjuring and insidious i just think the conjuring is a better film than insidious but they're both like scary movies where like i could be playing a scary movie in the background while like i'm doing things and like whatever like stuff might pop out but like it's not like (laughs) eh. i'll be like ah okay so I don't know. But then this stuff, like this stuff is like, how do I say it? Like Insidious and The Conjuring are more like jump scares or like demons and stuff like that. Yeah, it's temporary. But, but these two are like mental. Like yeah. it gets in your head. And not so, like the British mental. It's like mental. like in Yeah, your mental. Fucking, no, yeah. it's like, I mean, I'm not British, so I wouldn't be saying it like that. Yeah. Unless I said it with a British accent, then I would be saying it like that. But anyways, yeah, these two, um, I think they're more likely to like get in your head. Um, I think also, like I said throughout the film, um, great acting in both of in both the Joker and um, Nightcrawler. But the acting is so good that it genuinely makes you uncomfortable. Like when you're watching like those other scary movies, like Insidious and The Conjuring, like. You're scared, but sometimes you're laughing because you're like, this is ridiculous. Like, oh, this demon's doing that. And you're just like, all right. But here it's like you're actually uncomfortable and like cringing. Yeah. So that's why that was my order. And like I said, this is not how I rate the movies in like order of, you know, like best film. Because no. clearly it would not be this order. No. But it's just, just rewatchability. rewatchability. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm... I'm pretty good. Do you have anything else to say? Or? Oh, I think that he's a psychopath. Um, I just want to talk about that. I think that the fact that he is able to manipulate people and um, he is very like callous. He shows no remorse. He shows no emotions in any situation. So I think that's why at first I thought that maybe it was something else. And then towards the end of the film, I was like, oh, no, I just think he's a psychopath. He kind of... Um, Reminds me, this is a real life reference, but if you've ever seen like an interview of like Ted Bundy speaking, mm-hmm. um, he seems very calm, very collected, doesn't get angry, um, very like like um, personable, like you would want to be his friend. And Jake Gyllenhaal's character, like while he is being awkward at first when he wants to be personable, I feel like he can portray that as well. He just kind of wants to be alone and doesn't really care what people think. Um, but yeah, he just kind of gave me um, some of those vibes in in different scenes. So that's all I wanted to say. I started off thinking it was one thing. I ended up thinking that he's a psychopath. Um, that's all. Yeah. So yeah, cool. that's about it. Yeah. So solid movie. It was good. Very good movie. Next week is uh, it's you. It's me. I don't know what we're gonna watch yet. I haven't decided. It's still spooky season. It's it's spooky season until. October 31st yeah so um like I I have found some films and I'm like I want to watch this one I want to watch this one but I'm like oh that has to be like post spooky season because I got to keep on my little spooky trend I started this so I got to stay with it 
All right. So I guess we'll we'll catch you guys on the next one. Yeah, stay tuned. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. And uh, wait till next week for Cass's pick. Yeah, I really have no idea. Maybe I'll drop a hint on Instagram, but I, I truly have no idea. Again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, follow us on Instagram at The Official Podcast. All Bye. right. Bye.